1: Welcome to
2: Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, my co-host, and you are listening to everything you need to know about health care today, Larry. Good evening, Dr. Mark. We've yeah, got a great evening. show today. I tell you, we do. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about one of the topics that I think is probably one of the most common topics is pharmacy, drugs, the meds, right? We've
3: spent a lot of time talking about that over the past, but we're going to reveal some more information yep. about it today.
2: And it makes sense that we yep. spend so much time because it costs so much money, right? That's so right. That's that. And then uh, we're gonna move from there to talking about important health care and wellness resources that are available. And we're gonna focus here in Central Florida. I yep. know we have a lot yep. of listeners outside yep. that region, yep. but but you're you're actually you're gonna wanna Go back and listen to this one and take some notes because we're going to have some websites. We will put all this on the website, yes. And so all these things will be available. And for listeners that are outside the Central Florida area, I can guarantee that if you look into your metropolitan areas, you'll have things that are similar and follow up. I think that's going to be really valuable. It'll
3: give them the direction as to how to go get those resources. Great. And
2: then the third topic today is is, is a broad one. We're going to say Medicare. Because there yeah. are several things that are going on in Medicare that yep. are important that we want yep. to keep our listeners up to date on. Absolutely. So let's jump into it. Let's jump into the, okay. uh, the, the meds. Okay. You know, there was a federal pharmacy
3: benefit manager probe culminating in years and decades of mergers and acquisitions, Dr. Mark. Okay. Let's start by talking what a PBM yeah. is. Define, what is a PBM? define a PBM, yeah. right? A, a pharmacy benefit manager is normally uh, a group of, or it could be even a health plan. Right. But normally, it's a pharmaceutical entity like a Walgreens. Yep, CVS, Walgreens used yep. to have what they call Walgreens Health Initiatives. Mm-hmm. CVS has CVS Health. Big. Uh, Optum is the – PBM for United Healthcare Group. Right, right. And there are many others. You've got Express Scripts, you've got several. Right. But I think what this federal investigation into the pharmacy benefit manager is dealing with the consolidation of the industry. Yeah. And this is gonna blow your mind, Dr. Mark. Yeah. Three companies now
2: represent eighty percent of the prescription drugs dispensed in America. Right. And I find what's interesting about these companies is yep. some of them. Use the name of their parent company. Yes, and some do not. That's right. And I, it, it, I, and I, some of that is because of where it came from, right? Because right. Optum That's at right. one point was a United separate entity. He- it yeah. was, yeah. yeah.
3: But it's now owned. It's part of the six companies yes. of the United United Health Group. Group. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's yeah.
2: hard hard to follow. It on. Yeah. And I can tell you that when you go onto their sites, you have to be kind of careful because yeah. there's Optum and there's Optum Health. That's right. And there's Optum. Financial. There's all kinds which, of which which is the programs which still is attached to health because of HSAs, that's right? Right. Uh, health, that's right? Health Savings Accounts. Yeah. So it does get confusing. Yeah. But eighty percent
3: three companies. Of the or and three let me companies. Guess those three companies. Yep. Obviously, we've talked about it. It's United Healthcare Group, Optum, yes, of course. It's Cigna's Express Scripts, and that's the situation that you just described. Uh-huh. They use it as Cigna. It's not Express Scripts. They're using the parent company.
2: Right. Right, right, right. Yep. And, so, and so you Cigna kinda know express scripts. And you can yeah. now can you use that? Can you be part of that without being part of the Cigna healthcare coverage? Yes. See yes. so that so so again yeah. it kind of throws you off, you know. But
3: again, and we're gonna get into this a little deeper as to how the PBMs actually work, but basically it's like let's just take Express Scripts with Cigna. Oh, by the way, the third one is C V S Health. Right. Right. Who as you know now owns Aetna.
2: Right. Right. in a healthcare care group so. so so all three of these are you beginning to see a yeah, pattern there's here, a pattern dr. I see a pattern i, I see <laughs> I see monopolistic behavior in the it. three biggest insurance yeah. companies yeah. who are now also the three biggest yeah. pBMs and the and the
3: investigation the federal investigation is really stemming on how heavily these three companies can influence the price and access to medications in America dr
2: Dr Chet. you know I would be as interested in, like you say, the, the what medications you're allowed to use, yep. because I think a lot of our listeners have lived through the frustration of getting a, a script from their physician, yep. going up, handing over, and say, "Well, you know, this is a tier three uh, that you would have to actually pay this much money. If, yep. The same drug in a tier one right. is not the same drug, right. and that's the one that's approved. And if all three of these yep. groups." Are looking to say that this is the drug we want to pay for? Yep. What do you think? What do you think is going to be paid for?
3: Well, exactly. That's what it's going to be. Well, it's not only formulary, which is what you're talking about. Yep. It's also the price of drugs. Yes. And the federal investigation is keen on two things: just that the formularies as to what drugs are being chosen, right? And number two how they're influencing the price of these drugs. Mm. Now, the PBMs want to blame it on the pharmaceutical manufacturers. Sure,
2: sure. I mean, that's the easy yeah, out. That's, that's the, right. That's the we're, easy we're, out. We're paying in fact, what we have to pay. that was just on the
3: news recently yeah. about that very thing.
2: So, so the real question becomes, mm-hmm. now, to be a monopoly, mm-hmm. you have to have 70% market share. Right. Now, so we got these three companies that have 80. They have 80, right? yeah. And so, but if they are colluding – that's if right. they are saying, right. like they're saying, listen, we pay this for the drug and we all pay the same thing, it's because yep. that's, what, yep. that's what this drug company's is charging. Right. But if it's actually that they're colluding to set it, then that's, that's right. monopolistic yep. kind of behavior, and that's what these, these probes are looking to find.
3: But the FTC is also looking at not only CVS and United and Cigna, they're also looking at Humana, Blue Cross, and Blue Shield as right. well yep. to see what affiliation these people have. Right, right. With, with the, the way that they dispense drugs, the way that they price their drugs. Dr. Mark, you, know, you and I both know you can go to Walmart and get a drug for $4. Right. Used to, up until July 1, which is coming up, you could go to Publix and get an antibiotic. For free. Or, or a. Blood pressure for free. Yep,
2: yep. Certain meds, yep. right? But Certain yet, particular if you meds, put yep. it
3: through your insurance company, your base is probably about twenty-five or thirty dollars yep, for the generic, yep. where the generic may not cost but ten bucks.
2: Yep, yep, yeah. So that's yep. that is that is the yep. way. But even so, even looking at these other other companies, also all healthcare yep. insurance companies, mm-hmm. looking at that, they can't account. They're they're at twenty percent, so none of them account for more than ten percent. Of the market, right. so I mean that's kind of amazing, really. Well,
3: let's talk about how we got there.
2: Yep, sure. I want to do a little
3: history, and you you can join in on this too. A little history of the mergers and acquisitions. I like history
2: better than math. So okay, I know go you ahead. Yeah, yep. we don't do math no, we on don't this show,
3: even though I'm a math major. That's what you keep telling us. But keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm going to prove that to you one of these days. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll
2: post your uh, that's right. certificate that's on the right. on the web
3: in 1994. Eli Lilly acquired a company called PCS Health Systems from McKesson drugs for $4 billion. So, so
2: 1994, 1994.
3: Okay. And then in the, also in 1994, Smith Klein Beecham purchased diversified pharmaceutical services from United healthcare for 2.3 billion.
2: Interesting. So they bought okay. it from United. So okay. there were two big things. Why, why do I feel like in, it's coming back to United eventually, but I don't uh, want to predict in the future. Fact, you've already predicted yep, it. That's yep. good. And then in
3: 1998, Eli Lilly, who is based in Indianapolis, they sold PCS Health Systems to Rite Aid for a billion and a half dollars.
2: Now I want okay. you to remember these but, numbers. Yeah, but they bought it four years earlier for four billion. That's right. That's right. That's so right. they lost big time.
3: Well, they just sold a portion of oh, it. Oh, they sold a portion of yeah, it. Yeah, okay. they didn't sell their whole. Eli Lilly's still out there today. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. a pharmaceutical. Oh host no, yeah. On. Oh no, I understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I want to re- go back. Eli Lilly, four billion. Smith Klein two point three billion and now Eli Lilly again one point five billion. Moving over, that was in nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety nine, Smith Klein sells that diversified pharmaceutical that they bought for two point three billion from United for seven hundred million dollars. So again, big loss. Big loss. That's What's right. going on here? Yes, well you'll and it's, you've it's already, you've already, already nailed it yeah, yeah, right, yeah. then Merck came in and bought medco in 1993 for six billion dollars and then they spun it off as a separate company in 2002 ah okay okay
2: all right but they didn't sell okay yeah and then
3: 2003 uh caremark rx acquired a company called advanced pcs for almost six billion dollars wow okay so then now let's move over into today in 2006 cvs health cvs health paid 21 billion dollars for Caremark. You see how that swooped in right. and bought all and these And it's funny, it's funny you say today and
2: I know you know yeah. I know you realize yeah. what that that was still a long time ago. 16 years but, ago. Uh, yeah. But that was the first big change of what was going on kind exactly of behind right. the doors in right. the 90s. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. And then in 2015
3: after United bought uh uh Pacificare for 9 billion they ended up buying optimum for twelve almost thirteen billion dollars.
2: So I mean the prices are yeah. like these groups, because these are similar size proportionate companies, yeah. Yeah. but now the prices I mean we're we're in a we're in well, a big well, bubble market. There's right two here. big ones here. Yeah.
3: Then in twenty eighteen, which is just four years ago, CVS. CVS bought Aetna for seventy billion dollars. Right. So they bought
2: the they bought the entire everything. That's right.
3: And now CVS Health board under an entity called Active Health Management manages the entire Aetna program.
2: Which includes the PBM. Which includes the PBM. Yep. Interesting.
3: So here we are today. Uh, Optum bought an entity called Diplomat, which was in the Midwest, just to advance where they are. And today we end up with the big three, CVS Health Care Mart, United Group Optum, and Cigna Express Scripts.
2: Yep. And that's 80% of the market. Yep. Man, and, the the money, you know, the, it's just so weird that beginning investment where there was a, a big loss, right, right, and and right. they moved it forward and then right. turned around and then it went up by yeah. by by multiples. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. But let me
3: let me throw another thing in here, Doctor Mark. Mm-hmm. As of last year, there has never been any regulatory federal legislation
2: governing PBMs so they weren't they weren't looked at the same way their owners the healthcare As health, health insurance plans companies or right, right.
3: pharmaceutical companies
2: which which i get because it isn't i mean cuz you know there's a, there's a lot of insurance industry oversight yeah. Yeah. but when you're looking at that's not companies that insurance yeah. industry companies might own right. they're subsidiaries well
3: it's pbm really is a network
2: yeah, yeah but yeah.
3: in reality the networks have become three major conglomerates that mm-hmm. now can impact the access and price of drugs in America.
2: Yep, and that's the, issue that's, with the, the issue. that's the issue. That's, yeah, that's the issue. That's what they're worried with the feds. about. Which makes perfect sense. It does. It does.
3: And then uh, I know we're running out, but let's talk about rebates for a minute. Okay, this is where uh, the Biden administration and even the Trump administration, even before then, started looking into the kickbacks and and they're really called rebates. And by the way, these rebates are not in any way under any scrutiny. By the Stark laws. No, They're no. completely exempt right, right. from the
2: Stark laws.
3: Nice. Is that interesting? That is
2: interesting. And just for yeah. back to the listeners, yeah. so the Stark laws were yep. designed to really make uh, the idea that, that it, it was unfair that your health care provider could maybe suggest you buy something or buy from a place yeah. if they were able to get any profit from that. That's right. And then all the states have anti-kickback laws right. that protect, but but yeah. they don't. They don't come into play when you are an insurance entity. It's when you are yeah. actually a provider, a physician, in fact. That's right. That's right. And, and so that is kind of an interesting thing. And yep. the
3: PBMs are completely exempt from the anti Man, they have been flying under the, the radar balls. for yeah. decades. That's right. Decades and decades. And this is all the way up to 2019. But now this federal court order is requiring HHS to take a look at all this. And now they've even... The, the pharmaceutical industry, yeah. meaning the pharmaceutical care management organization, which all these TBMs are part of, they've convinced them to back it off until 2023.
2: Man, that's that's a good good cliffhanger. We're going to have a little bit of follow-up yes, on that when yes. we get back, but okay. but it does seem pretty fishy, Larry.
3: You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about US healthcare. Our website is behind com. That's behind now.com
1: You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about US healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, IPNetworkFlorida.com.
3: Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7pm. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7pm and Saturdays at 1.
1: AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com.
2: You got Dr. Mark right here. I've got Larry Jones across the table, and we just wrapped up the beginning of the story on right. PBMs, right? Right. So I think we've defined them. We, yep. we know the players in the game, and we know that the federal investigation is really looking at how these PBMs, how they have not been looked at in all these decades, right? right. And what's going to come, come back from this yep. is, do these companies have an unfair effect upon the formulary and the price of drugs, and where do these rebates go? Because right. Larry, they don't that's go exactly. back to the buyer. It's all bottom line profit. Right. So, so it goes back to the pharmacy. That's right. And these these groups, CVS, and the biggest health is, is care a profits on planet Earth are in pharmacy. And and the other other thing we should talk about is mm-hmm. we don't really have the numbers sitting in front of us on on how much money these PBMs generate for their parent company towards it's their a, bottom line it, it's yeah. out there yeah. Yeah. but we've talked about these three right. companies yeah. and how much profit they profit they've made yeah. and we've also talked about the fact that they can only make so much profit on their insurance products right. Right. but there's no limit on what they can make from That's these right. related Well, products. think about it when
3: when CVS bought Caremark back in 2006 right. they paid 21
2: billion dollars for that company yep yep now, yep. what
3: was twenty-one billion
2: dollars worth sixteen years ago, Doctor Martin? Right. Yeah. Now we have to do the the money calculator, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's now, interesting. Two weeks from now, it may be back to twenty-one million, but that's a different story. The, way right? the stock market is yeah, going. Yeah, you're right. right.
3: And but, you know, the other thing back in two thousand and four, the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, right. sent out a report that concluded that PBMs federal oversight needed vigorous competition quote vigorous competition that was more likely than regulatory to maintain transparency in the pbm industry and yet that was in 04, was in 04. and 04. look what's happened Nothing's happened since oh well yeah. the consolidation started to eliminate competition
2: right no, no yeah the opposite yeah, the opposite exact happened. opposite right yeah. so you know yeah. we have oversight in the airline industry we have oversight yep. in the medical industry yep. el- elsewhere yep. now this is going to be very interesting i think uh you know you can see there there could be a push to separate these companies from their parent could be um i or or is there going to be just an overall pharmacy formulary that's set up across the nation i mean is there going to be some equivalency
3: well there's a couple things here number one you're right that scrutiny is going to continue to ramp up Mm -hmm. both at the state and the federal level mainly coming from the federal level but also pbms are looking for ways to alter their business practices to reduce this pressure from the feds in the states
2: now when you say that sounds pretty slimy it's very slimy (laughs) i'm telling you that is their press release Wow. Yeah. Wow. No you this see is that? Gonna, Yeah, yeah we're going to need to we're going to need to follow this closely we because are. this is billions upon billions of dollars. Incredible. And we talk about the cost of healthcare overall and how it's it's out of hand and yep. where does yep. the money go? Yep. Yep. And we started this show a year and a half ago yep. and and our our plan was to carefully create the ability for people to just discuss this the truth and, and about under, us health yeah, just understand right. what we're dealing with here and and come up with some answers because i mean this this federal probe seems like exactly the right thing to do yep. only only yep. 20 years too late That's exactly and that's right yet we have to you yep. know we can't go well, backwards well, in let time let
3: me just ask you the question that would sum this up dr mark all right as a businessman as a physician and as a consumer do you think it's healthy in America that three companies control 80% of the prescription drugs in this country?
2: Especially when those three companies are likely much more working together than yeah. working well, against each other. Not only do
3: those three companies control 80% of the drugs,
2: they're all major insurance companies. The major insurance companies. The three of the yeah. four. No, yeah. that that is putting the only way one that isn't in there much, is Blue Cross. Yeah, they're way yeah. too much in a single corner. That's right. For, for worldwide health care. Yep. And and absolutely answers the amount of money that we need yep. to make healthcare yep. make sense. Yep.
3: And we wonder why healthcare costs continue to increase. No, three companies, more. three of the four major health insurance companies, control eighty percent of the prescription drug costs, both access and cost in America.
2: And and the percentage we, we talk about the total percentage of the healthcare cost that is yep. related to right, drugs. Right. It's right. O, it's over thirty five percent. Exactly. So right. so I mean we we can we, we're really uh this this will be interesting I don't, and you know it's it's the same old same old you've got the the federal government's going to look into this yes. but each of these companies yes. spends more money than you can imagine Lobby- on lobbies oh, of course. to make sure things don't get passed That's right. but you know maybe this will make enough yeah. noise cuz this actually makes so much sense yeah. that voters might be interested absolutely dr mark and you know? and
3: i really felt like this may be one of the most important topics
2: we've brought to this show yeah it i mean it it starts out you know we're talking about medications and business yeah. and well, law we've been it up starts up to out a little bit a little bit dry but i, yeah. I hope yeah. we've we've laid out the the the, the idea concern. that that it's yeah. not you know it's not a sexy topic yeah. it's an incredibly yeah. important topic and the bottom line is if we can funnel yeah. dollars from one area of health care expenditure or earnings to another, yep. we can really solve this problem that we have in our country with medical debt. Right. Well, if you recall,
3: and I believe the number was nine billion prescriptions written in America every year. I think that's right. I think that was the number. Mm-hmm. When you consider that nine billion, that eighty percent of them are controlled by three companies. That's yeah. seventy two billion of the nine oh that's seven point two billion yep. of the nine billion. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's and, very scary. And the profit margins are huge. Yeah. Yeah, I know this is going to be. It's going to be interesting. I want to. I want to look more into. You know who who's involved in the probe. Mm-hmm. I mean, is you know what what yep what uh, committees are working we'll, on that. We'll definitely and, keep up with it. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. All right, let's mm-hmm. uh, let's move forward. We wanted to talk a little bit about CVS's new newest venture. Yes, and it seems like CVS yep. should be either paying to be named so much on the yeah. show, or maybe we you better think- watch our backs if we yeah. talk too much about yeah. them.
3: Well, it's interesting. You know, we've talked about CVS Health being one of the big three PBMs. Right. Well, now CVS is launching a virtual primary care service, and it's inching closer to becoming a healthcare giant in the primary care field.
2: Yep. Yep, and and, now, what's and that again, the re- do to our doctors. Well, again, a reminder. I know we we say this a lot, but CVS Health includes Aetna. right? They, they Aetna, Caremark
3: Aetna. CVS Pharmacy Benefit Manager, and all. And by the way, you know how many actual members they have?
2: No, including all those. Actual a
3: third of America, 110 million,
2: are members of of one or all of those. One or, or all of those uh, different programs. Wow,
3: 110 million clients.
2: Jeez, they're bigger than mm. Disney. What's going on? <laughs> no, that's incredible. That is that is really incredible. Well, yeah, this what is this gonna to do to healthcare? What is it gonna do yep. to our primary care physicians? Yep. Well, first off, this is not new. No. No, uh, this has been going no. on a long time where we've had different groups that, that think they want to set up these minute clinics, you know, yep. all the fancy yep. names. Yep. And that you know you're going to walk in and you're going to go buy your uh, energy drink and you're going to get your prescription filled and you're going to go have your wellness check and it's all going to happen in one place and it hasn't worked yet. No, and and this is this is like the third edition.
3: It's no what do you call it when you get discharged from a hospital? Coordination of care, right? There's no
2: coordination, transparency there. Yeah, yeah, and you don't. There's no way at at today's setup. Mm -hmm. There's no way that that individual sitting behind that desk. Can actually get your medical information that they need. You're, you're every time you it's it's like a Groundhog Day. Um, every right. time you get there, it's like starting over. That's right. You're not going to create the relationship, you know, and that's you're right. you're not going to be able to convince me that oh, but I go to that same CVS every week. It's going to be the same doc, the same provide. It's not. Yeah. yeah, no, it's not. And and how is that a is that an employment model that's even something? Interesting yeah. to physicians and, and yeah. caregivers all and, around? You know,
3: we can talk about bidirectional transparency of data and healthcare information right. all day long, and we can probably do a whole show on that. Right. I've been after that, but let me go back to Aetna and CVS for a minute. Aside from the 110 million uh, members that they have, this whole thing is being launched, they're virtual by Teladoc. Yes, and I September. just want to make a prediction. Who owns Teladoc in two weeks? Sooner or later, CVS Health is going to own Teladoc.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I would. Yeah, yeah. I would. Ima- I would imagine yeah. they're going to bring it all. But, but
3: let me give you a couple other things. You know, CVS has actually uh, indicated that they're going to close the doors on nearly ten percent of their U.S. locations.
2: Yeah, they're. Yeah, they're uh, over it, the next it, three. In as much, yeah, they're going to yeah. consolidate some of yeah. their bricks and mortar. But
3: the company wants to become a front door for care in converting those remaining offices or remaining stores into primary care like practices.
2: Yeah. With the, with the store yeah. up front yeah. and the primary care yeah. in the back or on the yeah. side. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Now let me, let me give you two other stats. It kind of blew my mind. Okay. CVS in 2019 went from performing 10,000 virtual mental health visits. That was in 2019. Okay. In 2021 to 10 million. Oh, no way. <laughs>
2: So from ten thousand to ten million in two years. So I wonder if that's that's all organic growth, or if that some of that is on acquisition or working with the it whole, definitely I, it's I both. Yeah, it's yeah, both. but, but yeah. oh my
3: gosh, are you believing that from well, ten we, thousand? What would we do if we could increase our business from ten thousand to ten million clients? I we can handle it.
0: Just can handle. <laughs> it. I'm just going to tell you <laughs> that right, right now. I'll tell you that's that right, right now. And
3: then let me give you one more. You know, CVS has been a major it entity. In the COVID,
2: yes, the CVS
3: COVID market, sure. administered more than 32 million COVID tests and over 59 million vaccines
2: in 2021. Doctor Mark, man, I would even, th- I, you know, I'd actually say I'm, I'm surprised might that's be not a bigger, a bigger number. Yeah, that's a big number, though. <laughs> that is, it is, yep. and yeah, when you think about it, I mean, we we look at them at in a big market to be so involved, yep. but there there are a lot of smaller markets yep. where they're not. Not as much, you know. Right. So, and there's the number of smaller markets is great. Right. So,
3: and then the American Hospital Association engaged an entity called State of Consumerism in Healthcare 2021 in a report to find out what was the biggest threat to hospitals. Uh-huh. And guess what? It guess what? The two of the top three are. Oh, this has got
2: to be the the United kind of type Optimum things, yeah. and CVS Health. Yep, and the other one, obviously, Amazon. Right. So these are all How groups. How crazy is that? Well, these are groups that are putting their big toes yep. into the pool of yep. healthcare. Some of them come from healthcare, yep. but from the financial yep. side, uh, no no one comes from the the side of of knowing how to deliver healthcare. That's right. That's right. And then you've got that's Amazon right. that comes from the side yeah. of knowing yeah. how to deliver yeah. you know, then, so, uh, you know, commodities. That's right. So so I, I I've said this a bunch of times. I mean I'm n i am am not saying that these groups don't have some resources oh. that are unlike any anything else in the Absolutely. world that can do this, but there are there's so much legislation and so much history that discusses how healthcare is different than that's, just business. It is right. business, that's no right. question about it. There's you a know, business side. There, there's business yep. side, yep. but but there is a piece of healthcare that is too private and too yep. personal yep. and too important yep. to just say you know run it like a business. And I'll tell you. When you walk into the the C suites of these companies, they have to yep. run it like yep. they run everything else because yep. that's what they know how to do so well. Yep. So so that well that really to, worries me. To
3: tag on to what you just said, when you consider that in twenty twenty two we're at four point three trillion dollars US healthcare, by twenty thirty it's gonna be Eight. double that. Yeah. Right. Eight trillion. Yeah. So look at the trend and the dollars that these large companies are driving. Out of the healthcare system and profits that don't have anything to do with patient care
2: is very alarming. Now th- it, it all really starts to make sense, and anybody that's been following along with us over the last year and a half can see that yep. that there are regulations to these healthcare companies. They yep. are absolutely, but they have now stepped into the waters where those regulations do not yet exist. That's right. The when extremes. we come back, let's let's we're going to flip the flip the. Uh, okay page a bit and we're going to talk a little bit about those organizations that can help people Perfect. and we'll get away with this because I think I think we wrap this up pretty well Larry. that's pretty well
3: you're listening to health care now the truth about US healthcare care
2: our website is behind
3: now.com that's behind now.com
1: you're listening to health now the truth about US healthcare care we're going to a break and when we come back we'll continue our discussion on all things health care with dr. Mark and Larry The integrated, independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us. IPNetworkFlorida.com
3: Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7pm. Join me, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now Thursdays at 7pm and Saturdays at 1.
1: AM 950, FM 94.9 The Answer and at TheAnswerOrlando.com
0: Take the answer with you wherever you go. Theanswerorlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9.
1: The answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry.
2: Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. We finished up a couple of sessions that are, I mean, I really think some of the stuff is dry. I get it. But so important, Larry, uh, that we talk about, you know, where the finances go. Because yep. it starts to teach us how to get into the minds of some of these business yes. leaders in yes. healthcare yes. and understand what might be next. Yep. And, I, and I don't know that, that our legislators are there. Right. I don't know that they're following well, that. Well,
3: I think the lobby dollars keeps them from being there.
2: You're absolutely right. You're many, absolutely right. In many regards, well, it makes it, yeah. it makes it easy, you know, when you're hearing one story day in and day out, yeah. it makes it easy to kind of uh, not even know you're looking the other way yeah. when you're looking the other way. Yeah. Well, when you look at who the big lobbies are, the two largest lobbies in America, are the American Hospital Association, right. and the American Pharmaceutical Association, right, right. And when the farm, pharma- yeah, yeah, yeah the, and the and the the connections between these groups. Are undeniable Staggering. and yeah, yeah. just kind of amazing. And again, you know, Doctor Mark, we represent, and
3: you are and have been an independent physician. And you know, our stance on this is we still believe that the independent physician is the answer to spiraling out of control healthcare cost, out cost- of control yeah. healthcare costs in this no country. Question.
2: No, I think that's right. I think I think most importantly, when we when we can enact the changes that need to be done, and when we can redirect. Where profits stay and get put yep. back into yep. the system it the system yep. is not broken, yep it will function just fine, and it's these independent practices that will will yeah you can rest assured that they'll make sure yep. that that it yep. does that
3: you know I predict that if the legis the federal scrutiny comes down on these pBMs yeah, and they begin to control oh, they're going to break them up the uh, uh
2: rebates, yeah, you're going to see some of these companies spend off, oh yeah. Oh no, they will. Do you agree? Because yeah. at this point, yeah. I don't know that anything that they're doing would be considered illegal oh, because no. there hasn't no. been any regulation. It's just monopolistic. But, but yeah, there's there's yeah. it's gonna it's gonna suddenly be a lot less attractive yep. to their bottom line. That's and that's exactly gonna make right. a huge yep. difference. Yep. All right, well, like I said yep. before the break, we're gonna we're gonna change directions and we were, we wanna talk about community resources and we're yes. gonna focus yes. here on Central Florida. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna yep. we're gonna state some websites. Yep skipping all the www mm-hmm. dots Yep. and we're going to put these up on our website so people can go and look for them yep. both locally yep. and nationally um you're going to have similar links in in your cities and states yes that that are going to going to be That's able to exactly help right. us all out so, And you know
3: dr mark this really goes to back to we've been talking about social determinants of health right and community resources for over a year and really we're talking about the disparities in health equity and health health uh, disparity as well. So when we look at these things, we're going to highlight five or six different categories. But in reality, it's about how can you treat a patient and know what their issues are
2: until you understand their lifestyle. Right. I mean, I think that's something we, we talked to the students about yeah. a great deal. Okay. One of the you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah when, yeah. when you take a history from a patient, it okay. has to be more than a medical history. You need to know where they're coming okay. from. We're not talking about getting inappropriately personal and asking them how much do you make a year. It's asking those questions like we did in yeah. that Social Determinants of Health yeah. question. The, the asking questions yeah. like, yeah. you know, how often do you not have three meals right. a day? Or are you worried how, about a place to live right. tonight? How many nights in a month right. might you right. not have right. a roof over right. your head? That's right. So answering those questions can allow us to direct people. And, and since we we just talked about the the Florida hou- Florida housing assistance yep. mm-hmm. you know, is a nice segue yep. here because when yeah. we when we look into the percentage of families that are homeless, you cannot expect yep. the same follow up or the same yep. ability to go fill a prescription and and so That's the right. caregiver needs to know That's right. what's going on and needs to help send them in the right direction right. where they might get help. So where would they get help?
3: Yeah, well, you know there is a it's the Florida housing assistance just as you said, and it's. Uh, www.shelterlistings.org.
2: Shelterlistings.org. Listings.
3: Now we're going to post this on our website too, Doctor Mark. So but, what what are they going to find there? Okay, what they're going to do, they're going to get low housing uh, support. Uh, they may get rental support. Uh, they may get all. They may get. They may get even job support mm-hmm. when they go to that.
2: Right. Okay. And
3: and again, if you recall, we're going to get into the food in a minute, but. Programs like Seminole County Schools put in fit families in transition. Right. Remember there were seventeen hundred families that were that homeless, were homeless mm-hmm. in the school system. And it's estimated in America that five hundred thousand children sleep on the streets every night, Dr.
2: Martin. Half a million people.
3: That's gotta break your heart as a yeah.
2: pediatric surgeon. Yeah. No, and, and, and these and and how that affects their overall health and their family's yeah. health. Yeah. You know, they're not yeah. alone out there. Yeah. Exactly. And in most cases. And yeah. so, you know, they might have a family yeah. member. who has diabetes, who's not getting their medication, and how can they parent? Right. Well, this
3: Families in Transition program with Seminole, and I'm sure Orange County, Osceola County, Lake County, Brevard County, Volusia County, all these school systems have these same type of programs. That's correct. But it's basically an assisted program to help families get back on their feet, not only to find them housing and a shelter – but also help them get a job and get back on their feet. Yeah.
2: So that that can actually be a, a great place to start because they have yep. a lot of different it, right. things that, that can kind of work around for those issues.
3: If you don't know where you're going to sleep at night, what's the rest of your day going to be like? Yeah,
2: right. Yeah. It
3: all it all Think it all really it. just follows, yep. doesn't it? It does. Okay. And of course the second one aside from housing is food.
2: Right. So we can Yeah, look you want read at, that? Sure. That's gonna be at foodbanks.net and and you're going to be able to see that nationally cuz you yep. can go by state um that's a that's a national listing so you that can put it in your own state yep. and so you're going to find out where the food banks are yep. and how you might be able to access their care and we talk about food banks here in Orlando and we're really fortunate because we've got some really brilliant Excellent people food banks here oh my gosh you know you know it's 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 really encouraging to get involved in these programs yes. just Knowing that they're there and understanding how smart they are, and how many people they serve in a month. Well, Second it's Harvest, incredible. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll shout out. Second Harvest food banks
3: is everywhere.
2: That that is yeah. Second Harvest is a it is a corporation. Yes, it is run like any corporation. They're brilliant leadership, and you know they're incredible all, obviously, warehouses all over the know, community. Obviously nonprofit, right? And and right. but they understand the logistics. They understand the need. And they understand how to measure what their impact is, which right. might be the right. most important thing yep. because there are a lot of groups out there. It, it's, it's sad you know, when, when there are lots and lots of people that want to give. There are lots yeah. and lots of people yeah. that have things to yeah. give, yeah. but how to get them to the right place with no nefarious doings, right. with no loss. That's these true. These folks know how to follow the metrics. So if they get involved in a program and they see the metrics aren't improving – they know to turn okay. to something else. And it's interesting. So they're, they're amazing.
3: It's a couple of things, Dr. Mark. It's interesting to me how these food banks know where to reach out.
2: Yeah. yeah. You, no, like you said, it's a corporation. It's a corporation, yeah. They, they, yeah. Have, they have everything that a major corporation has. They have people yeah. that are assigned to do that community relation and reach yep. out and find out where the needs are mm-hmm. and follow up what the delivery yep. is. They yep. know how to the, – the philanthropy side, how to get support, yep. um, and, and even the way they handle their volunteers – Right. They, you don't just right. walk in. Yeah. It's a process, and in as much as anything, it makes you feel like they're delivering a very safe product mm-hmm. and that they really respect the the families that they are ca- caring right. for. Right. I mean, it's it's really an amazing yeah, – It's not a belittling program nuts. in any way, shape, or Oh, form. no, no. It's, yeah. fa- it's yeah. just fantastic. I yeah. can't can't say enough about it. And that's th- awesome. And, and I, I, again, that's not the only food bank, and that's no, not, not the not only – but but man, they are they are definitely a model, yeah. and they are actually a national model. It that, is a national and, model, and yeah. and so there are food banks all over the country. So yeah, it's just. But just let me go back to up. our local areas.
3: You know, we talked about. The uh, food panel, the pantry in Seminole County, right where they give kids black backpacks when they go home at night yep. with food, and then they pack them even heavier on weekends, and they have selected schools during holidays, Christmas break, that are open and just summer for that. that are open that kids can come in and get their food.
2: And see, and that's, that's a great example of, yep. of thinking that full picture, because many people would just think about, you know, well, I'm going to give this much Yep. right now yep. at this time yep. of need but yep. you have to spread yep. it out and see yep. what, what well i will tell you
3: dotty schaffner uh, i'm sorry dd D. schaffner d-e-d-e schaffner was an elected school board official for 20 years in seminole county mm-hmm. and back about 22 or three years ago she started these food panels uh, pa- uh, pantries and she started it at one school and it spread all over the county
2: yeah yeah no it's a it's a great idea yeah. and if you've got good leadership yeah, I mean that's just a wonderful yeah. thing. And the next one's transportation. Dr. Mark, talk a little bit about that one. So transportation. So ctdf.gov. So cdt.fdot.gov. And again, and we'll put that on our yeah. website. And uh so we're looking for community transportation systems. Right. How can you get to your physician? How can you yep. get yep. to your pharmacy? Um, how can you you know, make sure that, that the things that have to be done and yeah. you don't have transportation? So a lot of folks, yeah. you know, they've been pushed out of the urban area
1: right. and they're living right. further
2: out so yep. they can afford to have a roof mm-hmm. over their head, but they need to travel and, and transportation yeah. is not easy. Yeah, the the
3: Central Florida developed through the Florida Commission for the Transportation Disadvantaged an entity called a Community Transportation Coordinator. Mm-hmm. And that person can be reached at this website that you just – Talked about Dr. Mark. And, and if you go to
2: any of the Florida Department of Transportation dot gov yep, websites, yep. they're going to direct you to that assistance. Exactly. In, in fact, there's a exactly. there's a on their websites. There'll be a spot to get yep. you right where you need to be. So and that's then even
3: of some of your health plans, particularly the Medicare health plans, have
2: transportation benefits that can yes. get you not only right. to
3: your doctor, but to your grocery store and some other places. Right.
2: Yep. Yep. And they're, yep. you know, they can be they can be cumbersome at first. But it seems though, you know, I've had patients that used yep. it the same patient's that use it once, uh-huh. kind of get it worked through they and figure it like all it. out, and they, well, they they at least know how to they, they get know how to work it. it. Yeah, they know how yep. to work yep. it, and, and it's that the first time. So can you've be actually confusing. had
3: some patients come to you oh, using these sure. systems. Oh yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah,
2: yep, yep, yep. And, and it is. It's it's what you'd imagine. It's not it's not perfect. You know, people. It's not calling an Uber. You know, right, right, although they've right. looked into Uber-like models. You know, some right. of the, some of these groups, and there there are medical. Models where they they actually hire drivers just like they would Uber drivers to okay. get them, get them out there, and those are typically covered services. So that's yep. that's another another good piece that's out there. Okay. All right. So personal safety is a big oh, one. That's a big one. And so we'll, let's list uh, the the first one is myfamilies.com. dot That's domestic violence. That's for domestic violence. Yep. yep. Uh, and so that's that's a, most of these are broken up kind of specifically. They are. The second one for for elderly negligence. Yeah. Myfamilies.com also has a program yep. that, that covers that. So uh you can you can go to their their main page and it's mm-hmm. going to direct you to whether it's domestic violence, right. abuse, there's an abuse hotline, and there's also a hotline for child abuse and adolescent abuse. Yes. So that all starts on the myfamilies.com service. Exactly. So so it, it, they're very easy to navigate. We've gone all these sites to look at them before we talk about them, and it's it's really a huge need they, they get overwhelmed at times no question uh, and and i think you know we've seen a, a big up, uptick of all of these categories of issues with the pandemic right and we really don't talk a little very much about it getting back to normal because no, it, it's no. not necessarily well what, what you seeing.
3: hear on the news is when the department of family and children's services gets involved and takes kids away from parents Yeah. No, you only hear the, yeah exactly and you, you hear it all the time you hear the
2: extreme stuff you hear the extreme stuff but but right. it is important i think for listeners to know that the message here is these these opportunities for help are out there yes uh they you've got to get accessed if you need to go to uh, physically go to a a, a, a municipal a center. center yep and mm-hmm. get information they're there to help and they're absolutely going to help we've got a right. couple more we'll talk about before we come back and close out the show okay some medicaid talk uh or medicare talk but uh we'll but that, right that sums up pretty good yep
3: you're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about US healthcare. Our website is behind healthcarenow.com. That's behind com.
1: You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about US healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. integrated independent physicians network preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us ipnetworkflorida.com
0: take the answer with you wherever you go the tune in iheart and odyssey.com news opinion passion on the go am 950 fm 94.9
1: the answer Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry.
2: I'm Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we're going to wrap up the evening here. Uh, we had a, a nice little talk about different community resources. Yes. There were there were two sites I wanted to get to uh, before we wrap up that, that completely. Okay, uh, one is for childcare, right? And it's just sort of a general site, but it has a childcare part to it. So you started out with need help com. yeah that's easy so needhelppayingbills.com yep. and it has more than just child care assistance but right. if you go to that main site yep. it'll guide you further it will and it'll it'll link you to places and, and really look into how they evaluate child care services uh and because this is this mm-hmm. is a really important area where where i don't want to say buyer beware but yep. you need as a parent yep. you need to do that extra yes. piece to make sure that every, every you don't want to be the the family that found out that this wasn't right. exactly. Well, you what know, Doctor
3: Mark, during the COVID and all the pandemic, people begin to understand how child care impacts their overall daily lives. Oh, for sure. And not only that, yeah. look at the cost of child care today. Well, Most I mean, people pe- are paying over four hundred dollars a week. I for mean, child when they care. start
2: to balance child care versus working, yeah. I mean, you've got a lot of people yeah. that are staying home because they can't. can't because afford that. what I
3: make. All I'd t- do is pay it to child care. Right.
2: And then during the break, you and I were talking about mm-hmm. our utility bills. Right. Right. And uh they're they're certainly never going down. They're always going up. So there's a site, Florida Jobs. I'm sorry. Floridajobs mm-hmm. dot org. Yep. Community planning and development. Slash community yep. planning. Yeah. So so Floridajobs dot org. Start there and then you can look for assistance yes. in paying off utility bills. Yes. So you know, when people come home after they've been struggling to earn the money to pay for that child care and they come home and their water has been shut off. Yeah. You know, we we can help address all those
3: economic opportunity established an entity, Dr. Mark called the low income home energy assistance program. Mm -hmm. And that's really where this is all coming from. That's where that's coming from. And you can get that on the website. Great. All right.
2: All right, Larry, good job. Well, let's move on. We've got a few minutes to chat a little bit about one of the, one of the two topics. I think we, we decided that, Pharma is uh, one of our most commonly discussed topics, and our next most commonly is probably Medicare.
3: And the biggest announcement there is, in the news in this week's health policy news, on June 2nd, the Medicare Board of Trustees released their 2022 report to Congress detailing the current projected financial status of Medicare. And believe it or not, Dr. Mark, they've actually now said that Medicare
2: is now solvent until 2028. And this just convinces me <laughs> that nobody knows what the heck is going that's on because it was supposed to go 2026 right. and, and 2024 first, and, first yeah, 2024, that's right, that's right. And, and then with the pandemic, the overall estimated yeah. cost of healthcare moving forward yeah. jumped way up. That's right. Yet that's somehow, right. I don't know, Larry, you know, I mean, I, it's just, that's garbage. Well, you and I both know
3: that Congress is not going to let the Medicare program trust fund fail. You
2: think? not going to happen i nah, can't happen can't happen no no nope. but before we go any oh, but further what is, but what are these yeah. predictions all about i mean oh, I know. is this I know. just you know yeah. lobbying for votes or some some talking point it's kind of crazy it's yeah. kind of crazy that well, we even talk about it. let me jump to something
3: we're talking about that uh, the medicare trust fund and we've yep. we've highlighted what all that means sure. to our listeners but listen to this one dr mark the congressional budget office recommended to Congress that they lower the age of Medicare eligibility to 60.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Didn't we just go up to 67, 10 years 66, ago? 66, yeah, 66, yeah. 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 Now, think about that. We've got a
3: trust fund that is barely hanging on, and they want to lower five years into the program, which would add $155 billion a year to the program.
2: So we can definitely crash it by twenty twenty four. Can you run your business like that, Doctor Mark? <laughs> I it's almost like one group doesn't talk to the other it's group, insane. and I say that tongue in cheek yeah. because the, clearly they do not. No, that's that's insane. That is yeah. that is just well. I mean, the although I'll tell you, Larry, there's a lot of people out there that feel like the only way to fix some of these problems is to single destroy them. Well, we'll just yep. destroy yep. them. Yep. I mean, single pair. Them. Healthcare just, system, you know, yeah. Well, just well, right. right now we're following <coughs> some. I mean, the Medicare rules on how yep. the trust works and yep. how the funding goes is ancient, right? And really, the only changes that have been made are things like yep. who they cover, you know, as far yep. as age groups, right? And right. you know, it's but it's not how much money goes in what direction. That's right. Well, you know, you pay Medicare all your life, right? Out of you pay
3: into your taxes. Yep. Now they're saying that if they went from, you know, right now there's 63 million Medicare beneficiaries in America. If they went to that age 60, it's estimated that 7 million new people would join Medicare a
2: year between now and 2031. And you might as well get into it and stop paying into it. The that's earlier right. the better. Because you're not going to have any money anyway. I just feel like that's set up for failure. It just can't work. Yeah. It can't work. They can talk yeah. about it but it's not it can't work and
3: also as a result of moving that to age 60 two million people that are currently in the Medicaid program would move into the Medicare program
2: oh wow well, yeah that yeah that I makes mean, sense I mean yeah. the yeah a lot of these things if if they move funding around you know you can make anything happen sure but is this just a move towards Incredible. socialized medicine yeah. because Medicare's essentially Medicare is socialized medicine. That's right, it is. So single payer. So are, are we? Medicine. So are, is is that the is that the uh, the end game here? We're going to keep moving that number down yeah. until the next group and the next group and the next group.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, while we're talking about Medicare, people wonder. You talk about this Medicare Board of Trustees. That there is a Medicare Board of Trustees, but there's also an entity called the Medicare Payment Advisory Commission, called MedPAC. Mm-hmm. And this MedPack appoints new members each year. Let me go through so, some of these people, Doctor Mark. uh Oh, you'll you'll love this. They appointed five new members beginning when May of twenty two, which is just last month, which will expire in twenty twenty five.
2: Okay, so three they'll be in yeah. for three. And no, you three think,
3: years. well, gosh, these people are doctors? No. They're all non-practicing physicians. There is not one single Medcap, MedPAC member that is the Congressional Budget Office and the advisor to CMS that is a practicing physician today.
2: No, you know, it looks like I'm just, I'm just reading over that list. Yeah. And, and the one thing it does yeah. look like is that they are the ones that are dealing on the financial side. Yeah. Of, or bureaucrats. Of how, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no, it is. Yeah. That, that is. Isn't that amazing? They're
3: either they're either uh, educators in the world of medical education and universities, or they are bureaucrats that have been in the system forever.
2: Yeah, yeah. Chief medical officers that haven't haven't really practiced medicine. UCLA Health is one of them. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I I I guess you know you look at it, and it's one of the arguments that we have about serving on those groups or being in politics, and most of my physician. Colleagues, and buddies, are they're like, yeah, I don't, and I'm, I'm included. Like, I don't, right. I don't want to run for office because I just oh, don't want not. to be involved. Yep. I mean, you know, I, I like medical education and sure. I, and I like taking care of patients, yeah. but but you know, but the reality the, is we 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 sit back and we complain a lot. That's right. There's a lot to complain about, but there we complain is. a that's lot. Right. And others would tell you that well, there's not going to be any way that we can change things without being on the inside right and And so every once in a while we do see physicians that go to state and national congress senate but too often they are they went to med school but they're not necessarily physicians and no disrespect men at all and i appreciate that that's a step in the right direction but to have a physician give up their practice and i'm sure being on this committee isn't a full-time job Right, I'm sure they can. They can get some physicians. They all have other, yeah, they all have other jobs. So, so this is a position where you really could involve clinicians, right? But yet, that's you know, Doctor Mark, knowing
3: that you've transitioned from a practicing surgeon into a dean of a college and university, this should be near and dear to your heart because I'm sure in your role as dean of the FSU college of medicine orlando campus you're going to get more involved in some of the things that are going on that impact healthcare.
2: yeah you do you get yeah. more involved yep. in the conversation yep. than a pediatric surgeon exactly. I mean, being a pediatric exactly. surgeon is very very narrow focus right. you know right. and and that that is absolutely true yeah. but because in medical education we have to share this information i think we're doing a much better job mm-hmm. preparing young physicians to understand what mm-hmm. they're patients are going through yep. and that's a big part yep. of this too because as they get a patient who is you know just thinking about you know what their age is right. and understanding well right. okay they're about to be eligible for medicare or oh no they're six years from being eligible for medicare right you know, it's a big, right. a big difference
3: so dr mark being the dean of, of fsu now you got students that say okay i want to become a doctor right what's your speech I don't want to put oh, you oh, when the I spot. To, when I, yeah. t- oh, when I talk to – not, not
2: my students because obviously my yeah. students are yeah. going to become doctors. But right, yeah. right. So I do. I, get, I, get, I talk to a lot of uh, college students and high school students okay. that will, uh, will reach out and say, you know, I want to go to med school. Right. And honestly uh, – and this has always been – this is really – I haven't changed because of my position as, as – working with FSU, I've always said the same thing. Mm-hmm. If there's something else that will bring you joy – and that you can see mm-hmm. yourself doing for your whole life, mm-hmm. then do it. And then you know, I, I I think I take that to the next level when we talk about certain specialties and what they they tax on the young right. young right. physicians, and, extra and, years
3: of training and everything. Yep. Yep. So
2: so there are some things that that you really it it sounds you know like I'm romanticizing it, but it's it's a calling. Of there, course, there are lots and lots of ways to make an honest living in this world. Of course, and these. People that decide that they're going to do that as physicians, they're making some sacrifices. Of course. And I think that that's, that's a very at important piece. Look just the student
3: piece. dollars involved in getting through med school yeah, and all yep. these you, – you don't get paid anything in residency. And, no, you get paid in residency. But, but you, yeah, don't yeah, yeah. Not, you don't get much. You don't get much. You get
2: <laughs> At least you stop losing money in residency. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. But, but uh, you know, you your—you pay your, you can buy your lunch. Yeah, no. Well, the, the average uh, medical student debt is – Usually a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, about two hundred fifty thousand yeah. so, dollars. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, FSU's is lower than that. We're, okay. we're a state okay. school, and okay. and the state Very legislatures had had FSU hold its its tuition yep. raises, hold them off. Mm-hmm. So it definitely brings that down. But but you know what's interesting, Larry, about mm-hmm. that is is when you look at that number, and I look at it from my side, and I can confidently tell these students that listen, it's going to be okay. Yep. You know, you're going to be able to pay this off. Right. But. Boy, Larry, they worry about that. Oh, well, I was just going to ask you, is that a deterrent to going into med school? Oh, a hundred percent, yeah, a hundred percent. and in some senses, if someone's willing to to just worry about that and they're right. thinking more of the business right. side, you know maybe yeah. there are some areas that they would be much happier, uh-huh. uh, so it is it's It's always a tough one. but Dr. Mark, know,
3: what would you say is the percentage of med students that their family can actually afford them and pay their way as they go?
2: Oh no, that's that's a very is it low, very low. It's, yeah, it's probably very about ten yeah. percent. Oh wow, that, that well, I shouldn't say that 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 can afford to as opposed to, pay to taking out go. any loans, right, right? Without right, you know, because there is financial aid, right? Uh, but right. but without financial aid, without creating loans, right? Yeah, it's it's a low number. It's, it's a just, very low. yeah, it's uh, you know, well, we we wow. talk about these schools all the time. You know, all the all the Ivy League schools. Tuition alone is over 70,000 a year. Wow. And yet independent years. doctors continue to get hammered on CPT code reimbursement pricing. That is the that is the way of the world, Larry. <laughs> you just summed it up right there. I did. We we compared we yeah. compared that tuition to yeah. what's on the other side. It's been a great conversation today, Dr. Brown. Really some great topics. Yeah. Look forward to seeing you next week. All right, take
3: care.
1: See you later.